Happy Friday, guys, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Dubs. I'm your host, Bill T. Let's try this again as I just deleted my entire intro and made me want to lose my mind. I had to go back to the drum boards for you guys and knock out another intro. But I'm going to push through the frustration and get this one out to you guys. Before we get going, this podcast is brought to you by VW Trends Magazine. Go subscribe to the newest magazine back out on the scene. Support the magazine that's for the people, by the people. They just got Bruce Samurda on board. Lots of big things happen over VW Trends Magazine. So go subscribe now at VWTrendsMagazine.com. That's VWTrendsMagazine.com. Well, if you guys have been on Instagram, you probably saw that I picked up a drag bug last week. And I'm pretty stinking excited. I picked up this drag bug for a good price. And I'm looking forward to doing a second podcast that'll be coming out during the week, probably midweek, and I'm going to title it Bill T Goes Racing. And we're going to go through the process of first one we're going to do is analyze this bug that I bought, talk about the purchase price, what it came with, what it has, what it needs. And I'm going to start interviewing some people that are in the drag racing scene, get their advice as to how to put the least amount of money into it for the most enjoyment that I can have. And maybe not just me, but you guys can go racing as well. Um, We're going to talk about what it takes, what class I'm going to be going in, Reached out to Clyde Burger earlier today, and he's on board with giving me some pointers and some of that stuff. And I thought it'd be some something good for you guys to listen to if you're thinking about maybe building a drag bug. We're going to talk about uh, everything from suspension to parts to prerequisites for what class, uh, times, categories, all the stuff that a lot of us that aren't super into drag racing know. And of course, we're going to reach out to the guys from Fast Four Cartel because they're doing big things as well. We're going to get those guys involved. So I'm looking forward to bringing out some additional content for you guys. I've been wanting to do a second podcast during the week. This one may be a bit shorter, but kind of cut to the chase and right to it. And hopefully I'll make a video component for it as well. Uh, I'll put out a video in respect to the drag bug so you guys can see what I got and we'll look at it, do a shakedown, and I'm looking for the first time I get to run on the track. So with that being said, this is one of the podcasts that I did down at the Grand National Roadster Show. I'm pretty excited for you guys because there's a ton of podcasts coming up that I was able to record at the Grand National Roadster Show, and this is one of them. While I was there, I saw Dino and I saw Franchi, right? Two of these guys that are 67 fanatics. And it came upon me like a vision, and I said, the ultimate podcast for the 67 Cowlick guys would be a podcast to have Frenchie and Dean on the podcast and talk about 67s. I've given it the name the Big Windows Witter because it's, it's again, a transition year for Volkswagen just before the 68 models produced. After the 66, and there's some kind of half-year interchangeable stuff, a lot of one-year-only things on the 67 Beetle. And after we did this podcast, I had a, a real strong affinity for the 67 that Let's Talk Dubs is going to be giving away. That's right. We've got a giveaway bug that we're going to be working on. It's been sitting kind of with the cobwebs on it. We're going to load up another video on it. I do have a set of BRMs. I'm going to keep this a cheap and easy giveaway. Someone's going to get a super solid 67 Vegas-based cow looker. We're going to do it on a budget, on a shoestring, but hey, it's free, man, so stop your crying. You can do some extra stuff to it when you get it, but we're going to try to snazz it up a little bit get it spun around. And if you're lucky, we may just give it away at this year's one crazy weekend. And I think that sounds like a good idea to me at least, but we'll see. I'm sure George is going to yell at me when he hears about that, but we got lots to do this year. We got drag racing to do. We've got more podcasts to kick out. I'm looking forward to headed out to Volks World this year. Uh, go check those guys out across the pond. So I'm pretty stoked for that. But now this podcast, but before I forget, did you guys go check out Ross Wolf's website, Ross Wolf? purveyors of speed and style you guys want some really good quality aftermarket parts go check out ross wolf's website that's r-o-s-s-w-u-l-f.com ross wolf quality aftermarket parts 
All right, kids, let's get into it. This week, deep dive the 1967 bug with Dino and Frenchie on Let's Talk Dubs. Okay, everybody. So on today's show, I've got two very special guests. We're here at the Grand National Roadster Show, and this weekend, if you if you miss this, I feel bad for you, because this has to be one of the greatest weekends I think in the history of in the history of our car collecting and and car restoration and the car hobby in and of itself. That the Volkswagens are here in Building Nine. Um, it's I think for I, I think I speak for us here that are on the podcast today that. Uh, it's really been uh, a monumental event that's been long overdue. Um, but on today's podcast, I've got something special. There's always been a lot of talk about 1967 Beatles. And some of the most popular Beatles for the cow look and restoration have been the 1967 Beetle. Well, I have the two foremost authorities that I know of on the 1967 Beatles that happen to be under this roof with me today. So I've invited them on the podcast to discuss specifically the 1967, which I am going to call the Zwitter of the 60s. <laughs> so on today's show, I've got Dean Kirsten. Welcome to the podcast. Um, pleasure to be here. And I've got Frenchie Dehu on the podcast. De-hoo, just like the band, Dehu. That's it. Dehu, welcome to the podcast, guys. <laughs> Thank you for Spell. having me here as well. So I'm pretty excited to talk about this because I've owned several 67s, but I'm the kind of, you guys are real sticklers about detail and things being correct. I'm a guy where if I get a car, the first thing I'm doing is trying to get some more power and I'm not focused on my knobs and my this and my that. And the 67 is an interesting vehicle because a 67 is a pre-transition or a transitional Beetle. Now, either one of you can start first, but where do we begin in, in respect to I ask myself, why is the 67 different? Now, is there any understanding that either one of you may have an, an insight on why it might be a little bit different, or was it just Volkswagen preparing to transition into a different vehicle? And, and you know what? I think because, like you said, of course, we know 68 was a totally different body line. Everything was totally different on 68. So 67, really unique in many, many ways mm-hmm. versus the 66 and the 65. Right. So 67, for example, the front fenders, totally different, which is like almost a 68. But keep in mind, the bumper uh, brackets on the 67 were not on the, through, the, through the fenders like a 68 was. Still part of the apron on the 67. Right. The headlights, 67, yes. And 67, only 67 had the headlight ring, which identifies being 67 by having the logo on top of the... SB12, which is known to be 67. Now, I want to talk about the SB12 for a second. Why SB12 and why only 67? Is there any understanding to that? And it's not 68. No, and not only the bug 67. I think also the fastback, the square back, they were all with the SB12. They all had SB12s. It was a, whatever VW came up with that idea, the reason why, I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to restore a car, especially if you restore a car down to original, that's the most important thing to really make sure you have is the SB12. That, that, it could break 
points on a full show. Make or break you, a 67. Yes. So, of course, you can put a 60, you'll fit. But 67, you got to have SB12. Do you know? All right. So, what just came to mind as Frenchie was talking, SB, what does SB sound for? Sealed beam. Sealed beam. So that was the big step between 66. Now, of course, we're talking about deluxe vehicles here. We're not talking about the standards that were sold in Europe because they had a whole different ballgame. But let's talk about deluxe for the most part today. Right. Now, now, to clarify, mostly sold in the U.S. was deluxe Beetles. They didn't bother with standards here. That's my understanding. Correct. Correct. Right. Europe. And it's yeah. mostly, I think, because the Department of Transportation, their rules were accelerating and, and evolving. And so the deluxe bug had to be created for North America because of the safety and emissions were starting to be implemented. And I think that's the main reason why there's the difference between that and the standard for Europe. And now, like with a deluxe, to give an example, like a deluxe seat belts were optional versus a standard, or because I know in '66 seat belts became mandatory in all U.S. spec vehicles, but in Europe you could order it with or without seat belts still. The standard yeah. were different, I think. So that's why they probably just said, you know what, yeah. it's got to be a deluxe because we don't need to, we don't want slipping one in without seat belts or without this or without right. that. Yeah. So my impression on that SB12, I don't, not sure what the 12 stands for, but 12 volt. There you go. Yeah. See? We're putting this together. We're putting this together. We're so, building this right now. So SB12 right. then would be sealed, sealed beam, beam 12, 12 volt. volt. So yeah. not only is the garnish molding or the exterior molding that we all see stamped SB12, the inner ring, the one that actually holds and locates the sealed beam light, is also considered an SB12. That's also stamped. So for the guys running through wrecking yards pulling SB12s, they need to get both pieces. If you know what you're looking the for. The inner ring yeah. and the outer yeah. ring. So to, some to people I've right. seen on some of the, the, the Sambas, they think the inner ring is the oh my God peak because it says SB12 on it. Well, that's only half the subject. That, right, right. And so both those pieces are necessary to, uh, to mount a sealed beam on those particular fenders. So 67, we, we start with the front fenders are different. There's lo- I mean, the, the major differences in 67 is that it's the first Beetle to come 12 volt. It's the sedan. Sedan, correct. Sedan, the first sedan, because the the Type Threes were. From what uh, I'm hearing is that there what that it was possible to get a bus pre '67 with 12 volts. I order. believe there was a order um, number for that. So let's just be specific no problem. about the bug being 12 volt. So the big thing, the big differences for '67 is going to be. The rubber from the from the casual consumers is going to be the snub nose decklet on the back, mm-hmm. the vertical headlights in the front, mm-hmm. where you can differentiate the fastest way you can spot one is the snub nose decklet and the blade bumpers. Typically, the fastest and the doorknobs, the door handles. Well, sixty six also had the same style. And that's a, that's a, so that's an interesting question. And we're okay. going to kind of get into like this yes. transformation yeah, of that. That's right. Leftover parts to finish but up. Right off the surface is if you're, if you're looking through a wrecking yard and you see the blade bumpers and a snub nose decklet, your first indication is 67 confirmed by the door handles, then the black rubber dash knobs. Correct. But also just visually, visual. just your basic. So if let's say there's nothing on the dash, it's, it's, there's nothing on the dash. If it's stripped. How do you know if it's 67? If the doors are there, of course, we know the push button. It was a couple of different style. Push That's button. right. Push button. One with a mushroom and one with a straight up. That's another way. Okay. Okay. Now let's say there's no doors. Look from the back. Of 
course, we know the deck is a little wider. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that the rear bumper is unique to 67 versus 66. Correct. It dives it down dives in the down center. Because of the shape of the rear decklet is more square for it to clear the bars. But that was that was a change that was made into production. So the so, so the early 67s, if you want to call it early, Still. the initial ones had the more traditional towel bars. And at some point in production, and I don't know that number offhand, yeah. then they went to the slanted ones. So you're saying the early 67s didn't have they didn't have the slanted ones? That is correct. It was still like the 66. Usually I find my 67 bumpers on 65 and 66 Beetles. <laughs> because that's the first thing you usually see is like you got the wrong bumper on that car buddy because you see you see them diving down. They don't know they don't know there's a difference. And right. Me, but you get bent, you get damaged, so they, they don't know the, the difference, you know. And, and I believe it's the the 67s that were produced in 66 and those were carryover from production 66 uh, cars that they still had a supply of the more traditional shape towel bars and that at some point when they ran out they decided that they needed more clearance with the ears of the deck lid so that they put, they put the taper in so the, the really things start going screwy towards the end of 66 where you really start getting, I was literally at Wolfsburg West before we came here. There was a guy in line. I was there with my friend George McCallock over here. We were getting a license plate gasket. The guy in front was talking about he had a 66 that he couldn't find the correct door handle for. And it wasn't this type and it wasn't that type. And it's like almost like a switch year. And it's interesting because even on my bus, I've got a 67 bus. It has a six-month door handle on the bus. And it's interesting that VW... Although they hadn't gone over a complete model makeover, which was coming in 68, had so many odd things in 67. So we touched, you you touched for a second on the door locks, the pull door locks. The first year for that is 67? Yep, correct. Now, why is there two types of door? You've got the mushroom type and the straight one. Mushroom type is straight type. Then again, it could be an early 67 versus later 67. So which one is it? Which is early, which is late? The early one, if if I remember, I think the early one is a straight up. Yes. The mushroom would be mid-year and that would be getting really late into production close really close to 68 68 for yeah. the mushroom the mushroom right. top that mushroom was top. so right. i think that's really late 67 to that and, and also of course not to be too far ahead of the game here but also the seats being a low back seat like mm-hmm. a 66 keeping in mind 67 had the side button on the side to recline the seat back and they also had one that didn't have that. It was at the bottom, like a 66, to flip it, to tilt it forward. So you're saying in the year of 1967, there's two different seat styles? Yes. Correct. Yes. Yes. How do you know which seat style you're supposed to have? Early, depending on your production, your car was and done. And when we say early or late, what's our transition month? Well, I think early would be August. Yeah. Uh, the levers down below were a 66 carryover. Carryover to 67. The 66 levers were had a white knob on them, and the 67 earlys had the black knob black on. Knob. Really? Yeah. And also, 66 did not have the little shield you have on the side of the seat, driver's seat, and passenger oh, the little, seat. Oh, the little cladding that's enclose, there. The enclosing, uh, 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 yeah, closing off the bottom there. of the seat. So Correct. That's a 67. Late, that's a 67 only. only. Yes. Hmm. 67 only has the, the seat cladding on the bottom that covers the, the open. But they did yeah. continue that in 68, 68 and later. And thereafter. But it is a different 
part number. So yeah. 68, you can't use a 68 and nope. a 67. Nope. Doesn't fit. The seats are different, too. So what yeah. you're telling me is a 67 is the nightmare bug to restore. It, it is. Totally. And those it are the absolutely. To <laughs> As a Kellogg guy, you don't care because 67, as Dean and I think, 67, if you build a Kellogg car, that was the ultimate car because it's got the bitchin' bumpers, if you left original. Right. It's got the headlight. The really vertical. nice. It's 12 volt. That was the ultimate car. You really want to do a Kellogg. If you could find one that was mostly complete. If not, you put one together and you find the parts that you need. But you need to do your homeworks. Even so, it's a Kellogg. You may not want to go all original, but some guys did want to put it back to original as much as they could for a lot of those original pieces. If not, it didn't really matter. To them, was, it's a 67, it's a Kellogg, and it's 12 volt. Yeah. And so, so now let me open up another can of worms. What about wiring? 67 wiring? Yes. Yes. Compared uh, to what? Well, to is there a change in 67 mid-year? Because you'd have to have a change, right? Because there's a relay change. There's a huge relay in the 67. Yeah, the, uh, the blue box. The blue box. The blue tell, box. Me, tell our listeners that don't know what the blue box so is. The what the blue box would be is. where you have a part of your turn signal for the emergency flasher was part of that into that box. Okay. Of course, as we know, 66 emergency flasher knob on the dash is unique to 66. 67 was more of a rounded knob, black knob with little little dimples on the side, you know, so you could pull it out. But that 67 is unique to that. Okay, so the blue box, it was 67. Mm -hmm. Some of them had black box, maybe like the 68. It would still work. But the wiring, the only difference in the wiring would be to feed the emergency flasher that would go into that box and the turn signal indicator as well. So in a 67, you could have either a blue or a black. That's correct. Yep. Now, yep. so which one is? Black, I think the early one. The early one would have been, uh, if I remember right, it should have been blue. Early one. I think I have to. The agree. later one is black. There's also a brown ground wire that changed in that period of time too. So it, some of them were internal, and some of them had an external ground wire. So there's a little. Ephus keep is going on on the ground wire, but they are interchangeable as long as you are aware of that. Now, both of you guys were into the VW scene when the 67s were new? That, or not yet into the yeah, scene? Maybe a year later for me. So, yeah. my brother, uh, older brother, wanted to buy a brand new 67 Bug. So, we went to Meltebeck Volkswagen La Habra, and this was the summer of 67. And he was ready to buy a Java green one, ready to buy, pay cash. And the dealer said, or actually the salesman said, you know, you may want to wait. There's, we are coming out with a bug that you will not believe in a few months, and you're going to love it. It's going to have the best of the best. I would hold off on it. So we said, okay. And so he called us, you know, a month or so later. Hey, Eric, Dean, we need you guys to come down. We got those new 68 bugs. You are going to love them. So Eric and I went, okay, fine. You've know, been waiting for to spend this money. Drive down there, and we both went. Oh. So even, Go so hold on. on. Even in 67, like the enthusiast, the street racer, the casual hot rod VW guy didn't like the 68? 68 didn't like all the changes. The bumper, square bumper, it right, looked too good. the guy. four lug. Plus the seats. The seats, the seats were the killer. You know, they were like a pair of nuns, and not to offend anyone. <laughs> no, but, no, 100%. But said, that's what he used to say. You know, it looks like two nuns riding in, because you can see the, the low back seats. It didn't exist anymore, and it threw off the whole look of the car, because anytime you were, as a driver, mm -hmm. as you want to turn to your right to see if you had a traffic to your right, you turn in there, and you get that a gigantic that high, high seat. End that's 
right in your face and you can't yet look over to see through the side window if there was a car next to you because it kind of give you a blind spot honestly yeah like you know i never way. thought about that because my because <laughs> me as, as a as a like your average average car guy like i'd buy a 68 slap some low backs in it and i'm done but I guess when you get when you're at the dealership and you see a '67, it's such a radical departure from the '67 and '68. Yep. The the seats, prob like you said, it's the biggest difference. Yes. That and the that padded and the dash, and I think people like the metal dash. The the the, the, paint. the, the painted the paint dash yes, was better. a traditional thing that we had, and then yep. here they're gluing all this rubber yep. on it, and yep. that was the turnoff. And then yep. finally the bumpers, the blades. And it just, yeah. uh, there was nothing about it. They were, the it, lights were, bit, the, no, yeah. the taillights didn't change and, and, of course, after a few years, you know, especially if you live in the Arizona where I live with all the heat, those dashes don't those last. Those dashes, they don't last yeah. long. Even the square back, we all know, they crack in the center, and there was no reproduction part back in those days. You could buy original, but people, yeah. I mean, like Dean says, I like painted inside. It just blend in with the whole car, you know. It looks yeah. so much nicer, you know, and stuff. And then going into the performance part of it, so in 67, we all were a Gaga over the 1,500-engine, right. 30-pick carburetor that's got 50 horsepower or whatever it was. So they, that was such a, a turn-on for us because it was so much more power than before. Bigger case. I mean, it was a heavy, the 1,500 is really the first case you can build up bigger than... Yeah, like a, 1300. Like a, 1300 was, yeah, 1300 was a little different. The heads were different under 1300 right. versus 1500. Yeah, the so 15, 1500 and 1600, same case dimensions. Pretty I mean, much. Yeah. Like yeah. You, can, yeah. you can take a 1500, bore, stroke it, do all that yeah. good yeah, stuff so same, to it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it so right on. the yes. 67 was really, I think that was the, the, what got us. Instead of driving a 40 horse around with 6 volt, here we got 1500, 12 Bright volt, lights. right out of the Bright box. Lights, yeah. And so that was the buzz. And then 68, you open the engine compartment, and you're going, what is all this crap in here? Well, these air cleaners are so bulky. Yeah, and because you know. even the 67 had the big tower. It had the, what do they call it? What do they call it? Yes, but like a Napoleon hat air looking. cleaner is unique for 67. Again, here we go. 67 air cleaner is unique. One year only. Because that has dual. It's got the dual, dual air hoses, the uh -huh. snorkel, I call them. Mm -hmm. Underneath the air cleaner, there's two little fittings that goes under the air cleaner. To where 68 only had one. And 40 horse was smaller air cleaner, of course, which we know that. But 67 is unique. One year only, two snorkels going down to the front breastplate. It goes down to the bottom. It goes joins to the head, so the air goes inside there to feed into the air cleaner. To warm up so the intake model for exactly. when it's cold. That's yeah. it. That's now, all it was. So, and... So that means a 67 breastplate is specific 67 Correct. only. When Correct. So even the so now I'm, I'm trying to make kind of a list of yeah. all the oh, one-off parts, which is and like because, <laughs> and because 67 having the two snorkels on each side, like we're saying, and also the two fresh air hose coming out from the fan shroud for the heater box, right, to feed air, to push air into the car with the heater on. Now 68, we know that change. It had a bigger hole at the bottom of the breastplate near the uh, dipstick, and that was for the big hose to go to the newer style air cleaner that went to the side. So that was, again, that's a different style altogether versus right. 67. So 67, let's look at the engine compartment itself. What's different is the breastplate, the air cleaner. Yes. And then is there anything specific about engine metal? Yes. The little bracket that holds the air cleaner on 67. Had a bracket that went underneath That's a one year. the, the uh, front nut of the intake manifold that bolts the carburetor down, mm -hmm. the little leg in the front. It was a leg that went up halfway to where it would separate with another hexagon bolt. To separate that, so you could take the air cleaner off 
partly off and still leave the other piece under the uh, nut of the uh, carburetor so they could be joined together, 67. And then since 68 had the throttle position, or excuse me, that bracket that Frenchie was just describing changed because it had a dish out for the rod to go through. So this bracket mounts to the bolt that the center intake manifold bolts to at the crankcase. Front it nut. comes up, it makes a 90 and goes back to the bottom top or middle of the, of yes. the base of the carburetor. Yeah, and the 68 had the what they call a throttle positioner, which is the plate that goes underneath, comes back up with two... A, a vacuum line that would go to the carburetor. Okay. 68. Okay. So we're talking about the carb bracket. Yeah. Is it's, the carb specific to 67? Yep. Because yep. that's, that's a 30. One year only bracket. That's a one year. Yeah. <laughs> hard one to find. What is it? it which, the bracket is hard one to find. Yeah. The bracket's hard to find. Yes. And the man, the intake manifold on 67 is like what they call a K series. It, that's one of the the letter designation, and that's a one-year-only deal, too. So I've often thought that the K manifold is because the manifold looks like a K when it's going, when you're looking at it from the top, and yes. it's going to the heat risers. But, but that's mostly talk for split window. Split window. 347, <laughs> 46, 47 <laughs> is a yeah. K Manifold. So we're back talking about a different type of zwitter. Correct. We're not talking about the so split window. The distributor in a 67 is also a K series. And so that's a one-year only too. And it's a stamp. It's stamped K on the manifold. Yeah, it's it's stamped. It's you know there's a whole part number and then there's yeah. a K on there's it. A K and there's A's yeah. and there's M's and there's yeah. a lot of single port manifolds out there. Vacuum. But a true 67 is a K. Is a K manifold. And so is the distributor has a big long part number and it's got a K, K on it to match. Vacuum, of course, with a vacuum yeah. advance. Do you we know the total production of 1967s? Do you know? I'm not I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what, I don't remember what it was. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get that number for us in just one second. The, the, the magazine by my car, my go-to magazine, has the year-by-year -year breakdowns. I'd love, I would be interested to see what the sales stats were from 67 to 68. I think they increased in 68, believe it or not. They're, yeah, More it, than 67. Yeah, they, yeah. The because numbers. The, the, the sales kept going up because it's, the funny part is it's all, it's all tied together, right? It, it, when, what I mean by that is like, when Volkswagen came out with the Super Beetle, Impy was worthless because all they made was parts for, the, like Volkswagen shifted and then Impy was like, and now Impy wasn't Impy anymore. Impy was owned by Filter Dynamics. I was having this conversation earlier today where, where we had, okay, so there was 320,692 units in 1967. We, I'm asking my assistant, George McCallick, to look up the 1968 sales numbers. So you said that was 362,000? 696, 362,000. That's a lot of beat. I mean, to put things in perspective, I own a 65 Buick Riviera. They made 40,000 of them that year. Yeah, the, with that clamshell headlight. With the clamshell headlight. Yeah, but but right. I mean, yeah, and so 1968 was 563, yeah, 522. 20, more, like so because you guys were the bad boys, <laughs> your tastes didn't dictate mm -hmm. what VW did. Yeah. Which is interesting because. You know, looking at the changes of the models, it's like you, you have to make those connections when you look at the, the, the rise and fall of aftermarket companies, right? As soon as Volkswagen switches gears and becomes the Super Beetle, now all these parts don't fit. MP sales are going up, 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 up. Then they sell the company to Filter Dynamics. Filter Dynamics is like, well, we got this company. What do you mean the parts aren't selling anymore? What do you mean Volkswagen changed the car? 
you know, because usually you'd probably go buy. And I don't know, was it was was this the way it was back in those days? You'd go buy a brand new bug. You'd head over to Impy. You'd buy all the aftermarket, the the wood knobs and all that stuff. I mean, yeah. Well, you know, that's kind of the way that it was well, back then, right? I mean, I mean was to, it or wasn't it? Not to to veer off from the '67, but right. the '68, of course, like like you mentioned, they had. It seemed like to offer a lot more accessory f- for that particular car. They had a wood dash you could stick on. You put it, peel off the little stick on the back. You put that on the dash. Speaker grill had the same thing. Right. You had the knob. You know, the shift that was wood with the one, two, three. You know, a shifting pattern on it. Even the brake pedal, clutch pedal. You put those little metal ones. It pulled the tab on the back, and that was custom pedal pads. Instead of putting the one that's hard to, as we all know, trying to put an original rubber pad on those pedal assembly it takes forever to get them to yeah. feet in the back to fold back so by having the chrome one the 60 69 70 it, it give it a little extra look more custom but yeah you're right they offer more because the 60 had more of a production 69 70 be the same thing i also think you that know. people equated the six up to 67 with the painted dash and everything they were such a basic car they didn't have too many frills and extra and in Volkswagen's mind that they had run its course. It was time to update it and obviously the safety and emissions were a big part of this. And so I think when the the public looked at the 68, it looked more luxurious. It had yep. more padding, more like, upholstery. If you could get past the seats, it was like, wow, now that's a dashboard. Yeah. That's kind of the and thing, so right? If people had been watching Volkswagen's the design of them or lack of change for so many years it's like okay well 66 67 they're all about the same but 68 whoa this is yeah, the new one change. so instead and of big, my brother and changes, i you know gagging <laughs> people liked them and volkswagen was really proud of it even in their marketing they said they had the picture of the 52 to 64 and they said don't change what's not broken yeah. you know essentially yeah. which yeah. all of us as vw enthusiasts know that there's hundreds of changes in those spans yeah so we covered engine. The engine differences are the breastplate, the air cleaner, um, the air cleaner bracket, the carb bracket, the K-series manifold, and the distributor. Any, is there any specific stampings on a 67 on the tin that need to be there to be correct? For the single port, you mean the tin? Correct, well, for the original 67. Okay, so 67, the fan shroud, for, for example, the uh-huh. fan shroud, which had the dual, the dual uh, fresh air, uh, elbows to come out. Yeah. On the 67, on the fan shroud, they would stamp number 157 to identify in white lettering. 157, which is a, probably a QC number, maybe. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm not sure. Right. But a lot of those had that number and a smaller number near the generator back tin piece. Another small number was stamped in there. If not, they were also on the back of the fan shroud stamped with that number. So I didn't see any of that on. 68 or 67 seems that's the only one I've ever seen with that little number stamped on there. So on the carburetor, we've mentioned before it's a one-year-only carburetor. It, the car, mm-hmm. the carburetor for a 67 is a 30 pick, pick one. one, 30 and pick one, and it's the first one with a 12-volt choke. And obviously the choke mechanism can be swapped out, but so that's unique. And from my uh, chasing these parts, it's a 105 series. Is the is the the number that's stamped near the base of the carburetor is the true 67 carburetor. You'll see 105. So, see a whole so bunch you're of saying them. you can buy a lot of 30 picks, 30 picked ones, but they have to have a 105 in the part number to be yeah. a 67 Beetle. That's my. That's really the best carburetor yeah. that yeah. I have found. 
and the cars yeah. that I know have never been touched that were original had the 105 the number, on them. Yeah. Right. And the 66, of course, was totally different, number one, because the 6-volt ch- choke, which you could put a 67 choke on the 66 carburetor, but the carburetor was a 28-pick instead, instead of the 30-pick one. Is the exhaust different on a 67? The exhaust, you mean the, uh, the muffler the muffler? and everything? Um, let's see here. I think I think they are is it's the same from stud to stud on number one, number two, number four. I mean number two and number four. I think they all lined up. Yeah, that didn't. There was no changes there. Um, the only thing that comes to mind is the heat riser size is that one side smaller than the other. Uh, uh, the gasket means, is smaller on one oh, side. The gasket. the gasket itself, and then the other side gasket is a little wider. Okay. Okay. And of course, we all know that the biggest problem that we all have. If you restore one of those VW, is the the intake manifold, the heat riser gets clogged up from the from all the the black soot from the. Now, so from to the be inside. clear, when you let's say you're tearing a motor down, you pull that heat riser up, you look at it. Most of us believe that it's it's a solid piece of metal, because when we've pulled them off, they're filled with carbon. The carbon. And yeah. and my, I always thought they were solid. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird that they're solid all the way up to the top, and then you cut them off and they're hollow. That's weird. Yeah. But what happens is, what's so funny is Volkswagen would take the internal thermal properties of the motor and utilize that to warm up the engine as basic as they could. And through lack of maintenance, people would, they'd start running rough and then people would compensate by doing other things other than basic maintenance, which is pretty funny. Well, the problem with that is the heat riser, because you have one exhaust on one side, one exhaust on the other side, they both come up in the center to help preheat the base of the carburetor so it doesn't get icing, especially in the cold country. Right. In Arizona, California, the warmer area, it doesn't really matter. But sure. if those cars came from cold country like that, you want to preheat the base of the intake manifold right at the neck of the carburetor so you don't have that icing and, and buildup of, uh, you know, you can see the cold, it gets really cold at the base there. Right. So the design was, to me, I think it should be done differently. If one goes on one side to preheat, I don't think the other side should have been meeting each other in the middle and cause all this black soot to be... So both the, sides were both open side. versus yeah, like... Well, that's why one has a small gasket with a small hole to maybe less to go in. And then the other side was bigger to help it push it out. I wonder, so, is, the, is that on the maintenance? Because most of us guys, like the guys that got in the 80s, we never picked up a maintenance thing only to change a drum or do something like that, but yeah. never did any maintenance because the first thing I, we did was... I, I think, think that the original gasket sets had those but i think as time has gone on is that if the gasket set has the heat riser gaskets nine times out of ten nowadays they're both the same size but was it was that was that on the list of maintenance items in the manual in the factory manual like to clean that there was no no maintenance that i know on intake manifold to make sure that heat riser was cleared out and so it's probably a a much overlooked issue that the bug has on cold morning starts even the early motors the same issues too 36 horse 40 horse they all had the same issue with the heat riser getting clogged up so it's not just because of 67 because what's amazing is that when these cars are bone stock, they are literally bulletproof reliable. I mean, if you got a stock Beetle that's yep. built yep. to stock specifications, yep. you could hop in that car yep. and cross country yep. the thing right now. Yeah. You know? But you still want to make sure that the intake manifold, exhaust, the heat riser is fully bored out and cleaned up really good, which is, I do find occasionally some, like I said, not only 36 horse manifold, 40, 1500, but if you're going to build the engine back to original, mm-hmm. that's one area you need to make sure that you clear out because what's going to happen, you see those nice 67, 66, 65, and so forth, you can tell 
they haven't been cleaned because on the right side, on number two side, where the heat riser starts coming out, right. you can see what's rusting out and it's burning the paint off. Right, that's okay, right. Okay, that's an indication, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to be sneaky about it, you could always have jet coated because a jet coat will not burn the off. Right. So therefore, you have no clue the customer. But every car you see Volkswagen on the right side, as I mentioned, it's all rusted out. The paint is burned for that reason because it's all clogged up. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. No. That's a good one. Yes. No, that's good. That's good stuff. You know? So now we talked about the engine compartment. Anything different with window trim access? With window I got, trim. There's one more. Oh, go, go ahead. So when Volkswagen went in the 1500 in the 67 to uh, 12 volt, obviously the coil changed. Yes. So it went from a six volt coil to a seven volt. Uh, seven. <laughs> Twelve volt. Uh, <laughs> only in this. The rare, uh, rare, rare coil. So very those rare. coils are a. They're a Bosch coil. Yeah. They're short. They're not like if you get a blue coil, it's six, seven. Much inches. longer. See, yeah. The original sixty-seven coils are short, little guys. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. And it, it's about the same size as some of the shorter six volt coils too. So uh, you could mix them up probably yeah, if you very didn't know. easily. And then the bracket. The original brackets have a little Bosch emblem, tiny little Bosch yeah. emblem on yeah. the nose of them. And so those coils are specific to OEM, and just about every aftermarket, every replacement yeah. one is full length. So can you find still to this day, or is there a specific part number for the short 12-volt coil? We can tell the short one, mm-hmm. and 68, of course, had them as well, is on some of the ones that I've had. I've got quite a few at home, actually, because I'm a hoarder. Everybody knows that. So I, I got quite, I don't even know if they work, but I like them you're because the they're cleanest, original. You're the cleanest hoarder I know. <laughs> totally, totally. The most you're organized right. hoarder. I'm a hoarder. My house looks like it was, there was a robbery going and on you know and what? they got startled. I don't startled. want American pick it in my house because it would make a fortune with me. But other than that, the way you can tell on some of the short coil, they were liquid filled. Some were liquid filled. You could yeah. feel the liquid inside as you shake it. Okay, okay? so let me ask this question. Can can those coils be rebuilt or redone? No, you cannot. No, I wouldn't. I would and you have to measure the it. resistance in them. Yeah, and so there's right. a, a, a range, like all electricians. How many ohms is supposed yeah. to put out? And, and so stuff? you can bench test them real yeah. quickly. And if if they're low in number, then you can reuse them. The problem is, as they get older, they start leaking because they're they mounted inverted, and yeah. they'll start leaking. And yeah, uh, yeah. I had one leaking like that, and, and like Dean's mentioned, yes, they will leak at the stud because they didn't have a push on connector for the plus or the minus on those it was uh you had was to put an eyelet it was an eyelet connector like an eyelet yes to where some of the early ones on was the, the 67 or, six, or are you saying pr- 67. A, a split There's both. 60, yes the stud is threaded you have to put a nut on there it's like the early ones too and then later of course the bosch what we all know and the later ones was just a push on connector but you could see liquid like a wax liquid coming out of those studs eventually as the engine gets really hot in the engine bay it would cause that liquid on the inside, which is like wax, start leaking out. You could see that. So it was time to replace it. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's the death. <laughs> when you start seeing oil or a, 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 a leak coming out of your coil, it will still work, but it's on its way out. So on those coils, back to my one question. I'm not sure if I heard the answer. Maybe I heard it, but I didn't hear it. Can you buy a short coil? Not a new one. No. Now, there's, you can get them at the swap. So, so what's an NOS one worth? Well, you know, believe it or not, you can find probably more six volt original ones still that are in good good condition. And of well, course, those are identified by number to tell you what you're there for. But on the original one, early like, one, they're date coded. Yeah, you might be able to find one, but they're very rare. And if you're doing a 68 or 67, it's original. Those are the things you gotta 
back on. Yeah, so so know? what do you do? You're restoring a 67. Do you look for an NOS coil or do you find a u- good okay. usable coil? I just want to make sure you have it tested, yeah, ohms, how it. much they put out, that's and that's it. all you can do. And I mean, really, what causes a coil to go out? Well, you know, keep in mind with the heat, and the engine, sure. engine bay, that heat with that liquid fill in there, really, I mean, you'd be surprised. You put your hand on that coil after you drive it, mm-hmm. it creates a lot of heat, and oh, eventually yeah. that, that liquid just can't handle the pressure, and I'm sure it's probably why they're leaking, too. Yep, All right. Yep. So what's the next thing in the engine compartment? Did we cover everything in the engine? Well, Whoa. keep in mind the 12 volt, being a 12 volt system, mm-hmm. voltage regular was on the driver's side back below the, beyond the back seat to where the so 6 that, volt was that, on top of the generator. That's a, that's a change also. They relocated right. the, so the voltage regulator behind was relocated. The back seat on the driver behind where most of the wire harness coming from the front in the 67 and the 66 would mm-hmm. run along the the uh, uh, rocker on the inside by the seats out to the back and then it would connect to voltage regulator and exit back out to go to the engine compartment. So is there is the 67 voltage regulator specific to 67? No. no. Or there's 67 no. and later is just, yep. work, so they work fine. And 67, while we're on that subject, is the backup lights. So 67, and it gets its power from the, the one side of the coil and there's a wire that goes behind the, the carburetor up over the generator and there's an inline fuse that there's a bracket or a tab on the right side of the fan housing and that wire goes down and it gives power to the backup lights. So we've got the harness, the fuse, and the tab. That And is the tab screw on to the... To no, the, it's spot welded. It's got a little tab and you just snap in this little oh. hole in the fence route and it snaps right. in and it's, it's silver looking. So is it the same for 68 or is it different? Six, 68, 68... Uh, I think they're longer. Yeah. I think the 67 is short. 67 has a short baker light. Yep. It's a short baker light, maybe an inch and a half, two inch long. And it's got two little set screw that holds the wire from each end. One for the coil, one from coming from the harness. With a, with a fuse, which would be a, I think, white or red fuel. It mm-hmm. should be a red one anyway. And 60 was a much longer one, probably about two inches, two and a half inches long, but it was still mounting the same way on the fence route. And that wire, once it leaves the coil, goes to that uh, Bakelite uh, uh, connector that Dean mentioned. Mm-hmm. But the other wire now is going to the transmission, in front of the transmission. Well, you have your switch, backup light switch, right? which is unique to 67, and 68 has it too, but 67 is the first year for the nose cone to have that tap tapped in in the front there by the hockey stick, so you can plug in your switch. So as you go in reverse, it hits that switch, and that's what creates the light to come on in the back. Is the 67, is the 67 switch specific to 67? No, no. I don't think so. No. I think it's the same. I think yeah. there's no changes there. No, no. I don't think it's, there's no changes there. It's it's, uh, it's it's the same thing. But 67 backup lights are unique to the bug, at least. Correct, yes. Yeah, to the and bug. And so what makes us, uh, how can you identify a 67 backup light? Well, number one, the way it bolts on the back side of it, there's a special bracket that goes from the backup light that goes to the bumper bracket and the bumper bracket on the opposite end has a little notch. So it's like a horseshoe-shaped bracket. Correct, yeah. And it, it's, it's on your right side to stamp, right or left. Oh, it's stamped R and L? Yeah, right or left, correct. And on the end of that backup light housing, as Dean mentioned, there's like a little rubber boot that snaps over the edge, which is flared, so you can snap it on the edge of it so no water would get in there and condensation, whatever. And then the end of it, is the white edge would plug in onto the, uh, the wire coming from 
below the uh, rear aprons where each wire comes out by the bracket and it gets and, plugged in. And there's a clip that holds that holds wire. It, holds the clip, correct. So 67. All right, so we've now discussed wiring. Obviously, it's 12 volt. We've got uh, what goes to a voltage regulator under the seat. We've got the backup lights. Also, the uh, turn signal lever is different. Is that's unique. the high beam, low beam. That's high right. beam, low and that's beam. different than 67. Different. Only 67. 67 is the only one. Right. Yeah, because I was about to ask that. Is there anything different with the high beam, low beam? So it's the first year that no more floor pedal. Right. And it now goes. So it's. Now, what makes it only 67, 67, 68 different? 68, 68. I think, I think the 60 might have been a little different arm, maybe a little longer arm, I think. I can't remember for sure. But I know 60, well, 60 could be the same thing, but a little different length arm, I think. I can't remember. Yeah. I don't know that one. Yeah. I don't work on 68. Yeah, but they were all black. <laughs> See, I'm like black. Jeff we Walters. Found, we found the, a snob over here. The factory closed in 67. <laughs> yeah. And so whatever that happened is, is and, and irrelevant. And again, you know, like like we mentioned before, a lot of those pieces left over for 67, for 68, or left over, whatever leftover parts they had, they just wanted, instead of throw them away, just finish building the last 10 cars, we'll throw them in there, and maybe one day people get confused. <laughs> so they probably did that. Now, did you, so, uh, speaking of that specifically, we obviously know that when, when VW started changing the model line, right, they would, like with the Zwitter, they would use up the roof set. They, they ran out of oval sections, so they started the split with the, mm -hmm. with the uh, oval dash yep. until they got rid of the, the roof section, and then they caught up with the new stuff. So with that, in respect to production years, are there any in 65 66 and things like that did they start doing any of that toward the end of production like you'd see you like you get a last like in the last month production and then you'd see like you know, them make I, some changes i haven't seen much between well 64 of course we all know that the the window in the 64 rear window is the same side 58 to 64 the rear window is the same correct side windows the same windshields all the same quarter window 65 is when they really changed the window 17 percent we're all bigger quarter quarter the rear windows were much taller mm -hmm. the rear window was bigger the front windshield was bigger and of course the vent windows as we know are Tilted in an back. angle the tilt mm -hmm. instead of being straight up and down like a 64 to 58 you know same thing well yeah as, as a as a kid growing up my identifier was if it's slanted back and it's got a push button doorknob that meant it was within the buying realm of a vehicle right it had to have a push button and a slanted back so the trigger button. you meant it was well square yeah. any type of push button because you're not differentiating just looking for a bug at least on the street end with me not being a purist yeah. but yeah. those are some of the first things that i would see yeah. and then i'd look at license plate light yeah. things like that so anything different with the gas gauge on a 67. well of course 67 <laughs> uh the only difference you would have is just the the bulb be 12 volt versus 6 volt um i think on the back on the back side of the on the back side of the fuel gauge on the 67 probably just a part number could say the difference they may say 12 volt next to it to say that it was you know for 12 volt system right and it could also show a production number which the speedometer does show the month yes. and year but it would say 67. So what's or so so because someone can have a 67 with a st date stamped 66 speedo easily. So what would be what what is the date stamp date range should be for 67 production? 67 starts in what production? The 67 came out. Was it August? Right. Was it September? Well, what I'm saying is what what year does production officially start? 1967. Well, I think it was August. Yeah. So August 66. So it'd be 866. Yep. Is, 
866 yep. to 867 yes. or to 767 yes. is 60. That's fair game. Right. 767. It's always been a confusion right there. A lot of people can figure, <clears throat> well, if it's 67, it's going to be January. 60 is going to be January. But not true. And Any other make a vehicle, it was the same transition mid-year. And that's Frenchie, that's why people listen to the world's greatest podcast. Because I get the guys on that know what we're talking about. And we get to the bottom of this. Because yeah. there's a lot of guys out there. Imagine the guys that are painstaking looking for a 67 Speedo. And they're looking for a 67 date stamp speedo because they don't understand the production dates. And you would almost think that somebody that's that into it would know the start and stops of the production dates. But it is good to know to the casual listener because what we're talking about here maybe gets people that just dragged a 67 out of the thing and just started hucking things over their shoulders like me to start Annoying. looking through the parts and going, <laughs> set this to the side. Because I've, I've got a 67 I just found in Vegas that we're going to give away as a Let's Talk Dubs giveaway car. It's mostly original. I mean, it was customized several. Yeah, th this is my go-to guide here. Th this was my Bible. I'm, I'm pointing to the 1989 spring, how to customize your VW. This, this was the physical right. magazine, Dean. That was my... Like my my magazine, I went to. And that's the second version. Correct. Yeah. But here's why I kept it. The Valley Boys. No, oh. I'm going to tell you why I kept it. This is why I had this magazine for so long, because this magazine afforded me the education. The Valley Boys was secondary. This meant so much to me because it made me the expert amongst my friends. Because I'm going to find it here. I should have it tabbed here because. It had the year-by-year -year yep. breakdowns. Yep. Yeah. What's different for each model? Correct. But and so as a, as a casual enthusiast... Proof. You know. I, now, you were working at the magazine yeah, at this I, time? I did that story. <laughs> He's and, looking and for the, his glasses. Yeah. And the problem with that story is... Um, as, you know, I'm going to fanboy on you now, Dean, and I'm going to have you sign my copy. And French, I'm going to have you sign this too to commemorate this moment here so today. In no order to do this story, um, I, had, I was looking for photographs of each model. And so I talked to Rich Kimball and Terry Schaefer and some guys that had a stash of uh, factory literature. literature and photos. The problem that I had with it is a lot of the factory photos were standards. They were not deluxe. And so I would look for a 64 or a 65 or even the 67. And I'm like, that's not a 67. Well, it was the standard with the old style headlights. So unfortunately... Hold on. Hold on. Are you meaning to tell me... If you have a gray market, you could buy a gray market 67 with glass over bulbs. Oh, absolutely. Son of a gun. And they even made some with cloth sunroofs. So imagine the guy that bought that car pulls up to a car meet and just argues with everybody about his Correct. car being a 67. You may be right. You may not <laughs> no. know there's a difference. So if you were in I the mean, military or something and you bought a 67 in Germany during production year, the chances are very good in Germany. It would have been a standard. Yeah, I'm gonna that. see how close the production numbers and, are and by some, chance. And some of those 67 in Europe had disc brakes in the front. Yep. Yeah. In 66. Some 66 so, had so, disc brakes. So in Europe, they jumped the gun on the on the brakes on yep. the brake system. Yeah, like they would yeah. advance yep. that yep. sooner yep. in 1968. And that was that was always and that a big question. kind of threw you off because if you're trying to restore a car, people are telling you you did it wrong. I said, no, this car came from Europe. But wait a minute, they all came from Europe. I said, wait a minute, if it was a European market for Europe. Those cars were built differently than the ones shipped to the U.S. So during 67 <laughs> production, Volkswagen made 67 Bugs were offered in with a 1500 engine, a 1300, and a 1200, depending upon the Europe, where. In Europe. Yes. Good grief. 
So yep. that can throw you off your building and restoring a car in Europe. So, so <laughs> the so let's say the what well, let's build the rarest '67 just hypothetically. <laughs> that would be a gray market '67 standard with a 1200. Yes, and a cloth sunroof. And a a cloth, cloth sunroof. They Instead made them. Like like mohair cloth? No, a rollback. Oh, rollback. Holy son of a gun. Yep, like they 63, exist. 63 was the last year, but 64 was still sunroof, as we all know. But in you, Europe, like you said... You know how many kids got laughed out of the VW scene because they showed up with a 67 ragtop and were told that it was, it was put right. in? Yeah, right. No, it's, they exist. There's a guy yes. that has a red cow look car. I forget his name. Beautiful car, a lot of BRMs on it and everything. And it's a cloth sunroof. Factory. Factory sunroof. Holy crap. 67. It could throw you off when you're restoring a car, you know? So when you come up to it, you see the push buttons on the... You the, guys just took the wind out of my sails. You see the, you see the deck lid. <laughs> right. And you see the, and the... Although the emblem is different, you see the push button on the door mm -hmm. handle. Okay, that's a 66, 67 door handle. And the vent in the center of the dash, the cloth sunroof. You, so if you judge a car, don't point the finger at the guy until you know the history of it. And so make sure you do your homework. And the right. only way you'd really know that you'd have to get a birth certificate for the car because it's not. But Beetles don't have like an M code plate, or do they? No. They no, don't. No. And even if you look on the uh, the ID plate in the front, it right. won't tell you any of that. Right. You wouldn't know. What's it going to show you? What information can you garner from that ID plate, Max? Just the co the color well, and the interior, I mean, or not even the interior? No, no, not even that. Not even that. It just gives you. I mean, you can run the numbers through Volkswagen, mm -hmm. you know, in, in Europe, and they can tell you the birth certificate, they call it. They can tell you when it was built. They can tell you the color of the car. But nowadays, they will not tell you the engine number it should have because back back in the days, it did. But what happened, a lot of those guys, once they got the engine number, they could go in and restamp a new number on the case. Yes, yeah, the original case. That's what the birth certificate said. But anyway, they don't offer that. Now, the only thing that they will do is if you ask them specifically, is this the original engine? Correct. They will yes or no. Correct. But they will but not they give it to you. They won't just throw the number out. Correct. You won't do that without too. you giving. And I mean that's something important to know. I think especially sure. people restoring stuff because yeah. I, I recently, it's so funny. I have all these Volkswagens I've owned for years. The only one I got a birth certificate on is a car that I sold, and I've never gotten a birth certificate yeah. On, yeah. on like my Bull Run bus. None of the stuff that I own, yeah. and I really like to get it just to make just to have the history of it, the birth date, and all that stuff, which yeah. is really. Just more completing the story. So and, you, and you know, there's a few more things on '67 actually that we haven't covered yet. That no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna get into it. We got all the time in the world, baby. That's fine. All I, the I, time. You know, midnight is fine with me. Yeah, yeah. So we talked about. So the last thing we just wrapped up was we talked about the um, we wrapped up some of the wiring and then we went on production production numbers for for the 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 year that they were built. Now let me check on. Uh, Okay, so Dean's thing doesn't show in the article the start the start and end of no. production year, but it may say it in the beginning. I don't know. Does it talk about production years in the beginning? No, I don't think so. So do, we did just learn if you're going to write to Volkswagen for a birth certificate, make sure that uh, make sure that you include that you're requesting to find out if your engine number is the original engine number. Yeah, so you have to supply that with them because they will no longer just. Uh, give you that okay yeah. so you've got to ask for that information and most engine engine number prefix on the 1500 or 67 would be a h, h case anyway so we know h o that. h o correct so the engine case would be h o because a 66 is an f case f case and a 68 is in what h5 yeah um i think it is now here's a question i'm going to ask you 
is a 67 1200 engine case an H case. <laughs> Say it again. Is a 67 1200 cc in H case. It can't be. That's, yeah. Because the H case designates a 1500. Yeah. yeah no, right. it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't be. Yeah. All right, just checking. Right. I just had to throw a curveball just yeah. to check. It might I guess be a, you, I guess gotta keep you guys sharp. It, it might be a D case. <laughs> well, it could be a D. Pretty it could rare. Be a yeah. D. Yeah. Be a pretty rare one. So too. it would be a rare. It, well, it would be rare because it's a 12 volt 40 horse. There's not a, I mean, because the generator stands different. The diameter 12 volt to. Correct. The generator is bigger than or, a 6 volt. Or generator. if it's a standard 1200, does it come 6 volt? I think so. I don't think it. I don't think it they was universal. You wouldn't have that much no. of a. Of a okay. They were really cutting those back to keep yeah. the price down. I mean, what would be the difference in price? Three hundred bucks, four hundred no. bucks, more? Fifty. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so you had yeah, a couple yeah. more, and uh, in the uh, we're talking still in the engine compartment. Engine, yeah. So of course the generator stand, like you said, different arching, mm -hmm. much wider because this twelve volt body is bigger. And also the uh, uh, don't the tell wires, me that. It's a push-on connector instead of a yep. 66 That's six it. volt. That would have the eight millimeter nut and the washer to hold the two wires coming from the harness. So a six. So hold on, we're going to start at the beginning. The 67 generator stand is different because it's bigger. It's the that's first correct. year that's been larger arched. Correct. Is it different than 68? No, no, 68. So the it's same. 67, 68. The same. So you're not you're not up dead to in the water on that. When you went to alternator, that's when it changed again. Okay, so. Okay. Now you're saying that to know if you've got a 67 generator, it's got spade push-on connectors Correct. on Only. the generator. Yes. yes. And the way that the, the generator is supposed to be installed on the engine, and I've seen it many times. And ways. I'm sure this you is something that this sounds like something that personally bothers him. Go ahead. That <laughs> connector should be put at the one o'clock position, one o'clock. So the one o'clock position is where the push-on connector should be rotated the block, towards. The block on the generator, which is like, like a little uh, box, mm -hmm. you know, it's black, where the push-on connector goes into. So should be clocked at one o'clock. You can put them at eleven o'clock, but to be right factory, it's going to be on the other side. Now, anything else in the engine compartment? Um, let's see. Other than the harness coming on that side. Because, so we'll come back to the engine compartment thing that comes up. Well, Do, go ahead. Being that it's a 1500 for the first time, that front pulley timing marks would be different than 66. What year do they come up with the cover over the pulley nut? Oh, that would be. That, I don't know. 67 came out with that shield. Oh, fan belt. You know, shield. it's a good thing I was here for this pot. <laughs> I bring one. It's like it's like my golf game. At least if I get one ball in the whole scramble, <laughs> I was here for day. a reason. But so yeah, actually, sixty-seven and then sixty-eight had them in sixty-nine. No, let me, I'm sorry. Let me hit check back. Forty horse had them. The covers. The, the cover for the fin bell guard. And the way you can tell the difference is the forty horse is going to be much shorter than the fifteen hundred or, or sixty-seven, sixty-eight is much longer. Right, because it's when a bigger pulley. It. It's a because the breastplate changes because of the spacing for all everything For the else. shroud. Yes. So that for, or for the vents. Later one is much longer. 40 horse is shorter. So a, a, 67's a, a 67 pulley cover, the pulley nut cover, is a bit a bit larger. That's, that's correct. Okay. Long, longer so, lengthwise, yes. So now, we f so now we found that. Now, door the, the, the trim on the car, is it 67 only? 67, 68 also has the skinny quarter inch bolding mm -hmm. all the way around. 
And the running board molding is also different on the 67. So we go to skinnier, the thinner, the thin trim, and that's trim. 67 through 69? But the hood is a different piece. Hood is 67 only. And the trim for the hood would be different. That's what I'm saying. The, the hood trim is shorter on a 68, 69 than a 67. Where the handle position is, it's a different hood design and everything. And then the hood trim is 67 only. But you, so you're saying the side molding 68, 67 through 69 is the same? Yeah, it would fit, yes. And also, the hood handle is stainless as opposed to the early ones are cast. So it's a stamped stainless handle on the 67 right. versus a solid cast it's aluminum it's like one a covering. It's like a covering stainless steel that wraps around like the handles were on the 66, 67, the push button, the round button. In 67, if you, if you look at one, you can see it's not a solid handle. It's got it's a cover. It's like a it's like wrapped pressed. around. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So correct. that hood yeah. handle is a stainless handle. Same, same, same standard. And same I've seen a, so many 67s have been crashed in the front, and they've pieced the front together, and they'll use an earlier cast handle. One piece, yeah. So in 68, obviously, the handle changes completely. Totally style. different handle. Totally yeah. Much longer. So totally it's 67. Again, we're back to that being a yeah. 67 yeah. only only yeah. ticket you pull up 60 you had a button that you had to push down yep, yep. so let's open the hood what's different windshield washer fluid different in 67 the fluid container uh the container on the 60, 67 and, what's, and i've seen the chain okay that, that, let's hey. talk <laughs> let's talk yeah, about the chain know, is, is another good reason that I'm here today? Yeah, I love it. We have plenty of time. <laughs> I love it. I'm retired. The, the dealers became, uh, you know, obviously they they were marking these cars up. So a radio was a few dollars more. White wall tires and a few dollars more. Uh, I think maybe some upholstery. There were some variations there. Yeah. And one of the ways that a lot of dealers made a few extra bucks, maybe a buck and a half or two bucks, is to put a short piece of chain from the gas tank bolt right down and padlock the spare tire on it was a it was this so people wouldn't steal your spare tire and that so many dealers did that they offered that and it was only a buck and a half or two bucks but they did it and yeah, so it was the, bolted down on the passenger because i've the gas tank. notice i've seen plenty of those chains right yep. I, got I, li home. I live in vegas mm -hmm. Is there something supposed to be on the end of the chain? Because I never see anything. It's no, just the chain. You put your own padlock. You put your own padlock. So you put your own padlock. You padlock. put it through the bolt and then padlock put it. Padlock it. But I think maybe those were offered. The chain must have been offered more on the convertible, I think. Because if the top was down, you could reach sure. inside the car and pull it. Unless you locked it. Unless you have the locking hood pull yeah, which most in the convertible. And most, yeah. and most people didn't put locking handles on sedans. No. That wasn't really necessary. Yeah. But the locking handle is 60, which is another good, good subject there. It was an option if you want to have the passenger door handle or the key. So you could use the same key on both sides. Most of them came to the factory with just a regular button without the tumbler. On, on a 67? Correct. Because, 60, because this is the expert I am. In 1964 is when they put a passenger side key lock, according to what Dean wrote here. And you're saying in 67 they took away the door lock on the passenger you, side? You could get them without them. It was an option if you wanted to. But if you bought, a, if you bought a, a deluxe in the U.S., you were probably getting a door, a key on that side? or that I was believe an option? so. I think that now a lot of the Canadian cars came with buttons. But I think the vast majority, you could never say never with Volkswagen, 
I really think that the vast majority of the 67 Deluxes that were sold in the U.S. had keys on both keys sides. Keys on both sides. Okay, so windshield washer fluid, is that the same, the, the container? Is the, container the container, of course, well, 60, 65, I think, had the container, 66, because they used that for the windshield washer right. to fill air. There was this valve stem that you would put air pressure in it, mm -hmm. so much air had to be applied inside, and I gave you pressure, so when you use your windshield washer, it would squirt, the not fluid. Be squirt under pressure from the air pushes the water to go onto your windshield. Is so 66 smaller, you were a smaller mm -hmm. container. 67 was the same. Yep. The only thing that changes it is in 68 changed. And the reason why, because you have your master cylinder reservoir on the 68 at the lip, is on the left side, which is a long square mm -hmm. reservoir with two blue hoses, partly. The rest was aluminum all the way to the master cylinder. But 60, 67 would be the last year they would have that bottle behind the spare tire. And it would snap in because under the bottle is two little dimples. And if you look at the apron, what it would rest is two holes. Mm -hmm. And you would snap it into place, and that's what holds it in place. So there was no bracket in 67. It no. clicked into place. Correct. Now, 68 was really weird because... 68 bottle was much bigger and the way it was held is with the spare tire it will go through the two lug nut hole on the wheel mm -hmm. and you have those little black wedges that we, you would push through and that's what held the tank onto the car from the spare so while we're in that area obviously a 67 brake res reservoir is a one-year only part so that's a another one-year-only part yeah, and because it's a dual circuit dual circuit 66 is still single circuit exactly and so that was a part that until recently, well, Tony at uh, Wolfsburg West finally made those. Up to recently, you couldn't, the, the aftermarket didn't build that because it was a one-year-only part. And so you had to save the original one. So knowing you have a 67 reservoir, it's going to have two outlets on it and, it no, and there's no bracket mounts on it. But knowing you have the plastic behind the spare tire with two outlets on it is a 67 only. And there's a metal strap that holds it. It hooks on the left side, and there's a Phillips head screw on the right side. In place. Yep. So it snaps in and then has a secondary bolt screw. It would go a under, over around it, it and then a Phillips, Phillips screw that would hold that bracket in place to yep. hold. And it was also a piece of uh, 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 underneath the reservoir, anti-rattle, I guess they would call that, anti-rattle. Yeah. So it was like foam, and yep. that would get, it gets positioned a certain way. There's a hole on the back that would go through your fitting of the master cylinder reservoir mm -hmm. and then it snaps in there to keep from from rattling and that's what you know right. so right. that's another thing so now under the hood we talked about the we talked about the relay uh -huh. we talked about the uh the <laughs> optional chain for yeah. the for the spare yeah. and there's one more we talked about and the I, master cylinder I got one one more i know which one you're going to say go ahead fuse, the fuse panel. the fuse the panels num different the number of fuses the number of fuses goes up in 67 yep so it's a one-year-only fuse panel? Uh, that could be the same as 68. 68. Um, I'm not sure. Because uh, the factory closed in 67, obviously. That's why you don't well, that <laughs> I think the fuse holder in 68 is different. Uh, the way it snaps onto the body, I think it's a little different. On the 67, 66, 65, of course, being, like Dean mentioned, the fuse be a little longer with more fuses. But the way those were fastened onto the body was a little clip, a little hole. On the, on the panel itself, and you had a, similar to the one that's on the fence uh, we talked about for the Baker light, backup light, mm -hmm. it would be the same principle. You snap it in one way, and you hold it on the side, and that's what keeps the fuse box 
to be Stabilized. held in place. Sure, sure. Correct. So, but 60, 67, was it eight fuse or 10 fuse? I mean, seven. Seven fuse, eight fuse. I can't remember. I know 60 was a lot more. 60, of course, yeah. is war hunt. It's so totally different. On, under the hood, are there any stampings under the hood that should be there? Stamping. Or is there any additions of sound deadening in a 67, like a sound deadening strip no, on the no, metal? No. Where are we talking? Under, under the front hood. Well, you have the trunk liner. So you have, you know, you have the... Hold on a second. Is that the thing when you go get your 8-track installed that the guy at the stereo place just throws in the trash? Or he, or he tears it up and puts it back in and he didn't do it. So you have the trunk line, the black trunk liner that sits on top of the gas tank. It has the ears and it kind of wraps around. Around the, the spring. The I, don't, I honestly don't think I, I, I honestly don't think I've ever seen a Beetle that I've purchased that still had that in there. Because it, they're, they're, the, the factory actually came with a liner that went over the gas tank. So you could set something there and it had yeah. kind of a bumper on the front that would keep if you had a small bag or something it well, wouldn't the, slide. The true, the true one, the mm -hmm. original one, not only did you have the cardboard, as Dean mentioned, that goes behind the spring from the hood spring, wraps around, and when you get to the front, you have to tilt it around the uh, neck of the fuel tank. You would tilt it so it would have that little uh, raised area in the front. But beyond that, it was also a piece of padding that they would put under that. A piece of jute is, padding. It's not it's regular flat stock padding that would sit on top of the fuel tank. So you would. Uh, so if you put a lot no, of heavy stuff, it, it would actually, bounce on the gas tank. No, it actually covers the wiring between the gas tank and the dash cover. Dash cover. And it's cut around the wheel wells and the. But that there's a piece that covers the. So that would go down and then. Then you the, put the yeah. cardboard on top. Yeah. Right. Correct. Nice. I love it. And, I, I, and I, I love it. I, no, no. I, I, what I love is that there's so much, there's so much going on. Know, the last thing you want to do is yeah. you, I do it with just one of you and you go, ah, I forgot this. I forgot that. And, yeah. and this, well, so we, this, we, can see, we have more yet. This, no, no, no. I, I, we're talking here. So we're I, under the hood right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're under the hood. Under is the, the so glove, glove box is the same? Glove box is the same. Yeah. No problem there. Uh, of no course we know 68 has a lever that goes inside the glove box to open up the the gas, 68, the gas right? Cap, I got one. You know. for, since we're kind of talking about the dash, the going back to all these K codes we were talking about mm -hmm. early. So we talked about the intake manifold have a K, uh, the distributor have a K. Well, also key codes for 67 are no, but most of the time are K codes as well. Interesting. So there's, there's, there's SK? Was it SK? No, it's just K. K, K, okay. And so I think, and the, so the ignition switches when you get them, you're looking for a not not all. You're saying the actual ignition, the ignition switch. The switch itself is no, most of the time a K code. So I there has to be. So it'd be a one one three blah 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 K. Right. And so uh, I think that the K is significant if if you look at the alphabet, what number? Of I I just ran through that in my head, and that's eleven. So whatever that means. So because there's the K is used throughout a sixty seven. 11. Well, we'll get we'll figure that out. We're putting this together. Listen, this is the 67 detectives right now. Ashtray. The we did forget the ashtray. So the ashtray is no knob and a and a and it's It's got a dimple on the bottom. So you can put your finger in there to pull it out. Cuz there's no way to grab it otherwise. So 67 and believe it or not square back have them too. Yeah. With the knob underneath a little space to push it out. So and they are 
getting expensive. What? So what's a '67 ashtray well, go for? Well, if it has the plate, you know the the paint. is the actual. It's got to be different because the ashtray itself doesn't have a stud welded on. That's right. Well, yeah, it's it, smooth, smooth it surface. Doesn't have a knob. Smooth face. It's got a hole for the for the plate to attach from the backside. But it doesn't have the Sweet knob. Moses. No knob. And they are ex- a good one. I've seen them 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's use a my one Christmas tree ornaments. Uh, cigarette lighter, one year only, because it's got the black knob, the dash knob. But the cigarette lighter wasn't standard. But I'm saying if you if you buy a sixty, if it's a Volkswagen of America's ashtray or a cigarette lighter, it's black knob sixty seven. That's one all year. black knob, correct. Same with the radio. Still had the floor plate inside the. In, on the floor, side. under the passenger yeah. side. 66 yep. had them, 65 had them. Only Type 3 had them on the pedals. Only Type 3, oh, correct, not yeah. Type 1. Okay, I'm, just, I'm just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything different with the pedal assembly? 67. Uh, it's yeah. the last year, 67. 66, 67 is stamped, same. or is it stamped steel, or is it cast? That's stamped. Stamped. So what's the first year for the stamped? It go. It has to be going back to '65. I'm thinking. Well, when the ball joints came out, I think '66. '65. '65. Ball joints. Totally I'm gonna say '65. Pedal assembly was was all steel. So, I'm asking McCallum to look at the look at the diamond, research here. Diamond face, diamond face and bended pedal to a '67 was smooth, and you had to put those. It's a different design, but it was it was different pedal assembly altogether. Because remember, you had the, the throttle. Now, the throttle uh, uh, gas pedal was different. 66 was my little differently with that pin. 66 was, remember they had that roll wheel, 66, right. 67. Okay, wheel. so now we're, we're, we're back in the interior. We're talking about the radio. Yeah. Sapphire 5. Of course, 12 volt, of course. We is that, that Sapphire 5? And AM only? Sapphire 5 is the 12 volt AM only oh, and Sapphire 6. FM is out right now. And right? Sapphire 6 is an AM FM. But a Sapphire 5 is a 67 only only radio. And then Dan Lawson and I kind of got into an arm <laughs> match last night because Daryl's car is an early 67. Right. It was a built in 66 and it has chrome knobs on it. And later on they put black knobs to the match the dash, dash knobs and he his his thing every 67 he's ever worked on had black knobs so he's saying those are wrong and i worked you, on them. i'll tell you the next comeback for that well you haven't worked on everyone nah, <laughs> so but no i hear you because we get in this thing like everything that i've seen looks like this or is like this yeah. and so we kind of get get in this rut and of, they're totally interchangeable with the radio so now what about we've also got um we've also got Seat belts. Yeah, seat belts. So seat belts on the '67 mm-hmm. only. They're lo- they call them lobster claws. Yeah, and on the back, you don't have. On the back, you have the little chrome mm-hmm. uh, ring. I guess you could call it that bolts on the back between the front. Is it seat like and the an eyelet? Like an eyelet? Oh no, the ho- it's like a horseshoe. It's a chrome shoe, yeah, and and and, and of course, it's, it's, I think. Dean mentioned earlier, or we were talking about earlier, the uh, window window crank on 67 is one year. 67 one year only. With a black knob. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and the killer on that one is if you have a convertible, you have to buy four of them. Yep. 
because it has roll-up back windows. So you have, and they're ex- pricey. They're not cheap. And so if you're looking for, if you're doing an oh my god '67 convertible and you don't want to buy the aftermarket ones, you got to find four NOS '67 yep. window winders. I remember going to a swap meet and seeing a guy who just got done restoring a '67, and he literally had a blanket out there with ten window cranks, ten. Windshield wiper motors, were, ten yeah. of these. He had he had, he had everything because he was restoring the '67, and when he found a better one, he put the other one there. Then they got this Good one trait. and that one. My there. kind of guy. It's typical. Yeah. That's, I did the same thing too. And, and I was over there like, ah. I mean, he was just getting rid of stuff, and I was just like, what's wrong with this window crank? Yep. He, he got one that's better. What about windshield wipers? That's the first year of 12 volt two speed. So the dash the dash knob has two selector positions, yeah. and the pin. The drive pin on the on the, the motor itself, you have the arm that it goes back and forth. The pin diameter is a one-year only because they they changed the size in '68. So '67 one-year only wiper motor. And they yeah. And yep. they, and what's a you don't got a wiper? It's been ripped out of your car. What do you pay for that? Oh, two three hundred bucks. Probably. Really? At least. But the, most people will just buy a, a, a two-speed. They go oh twelve. Good I'm getting nervous about giving away the 67. It doesn't rain here, so why? And the problem is that the pin diameter is bigger, so your arms won't work. Right. Yeah. So it's a, I forget the pin size damper, but it is a one-year-only wiper motor. Now, interior, anything else? Radio, we touched on the radio. Steering wheel. wheel. How's their horn ring on it? No horn ring. It's just straight bar. Straight across. No horn ring. Bottom. That's Uh an earlier model. Is the, is the cap different on a 67 yeah. same, same so same wolf design same, yeah. it just turns into a single push button no horn ring yeah okay so <laughs> the center dash having the vent in the, the center dash top. that is a 67 only 66 have them too right 66, 66 have the dash, single, the dash single bar mm-hmm. and finding those two of course because most people when they restore a car because with the sun mm-hmm. the metal dash the sun will fade that 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 uh, uh, vent, they'll crack, they'll be brittle. So they figure they don't bother. They find out, but you can find them. They're very rare. So if you, if you save your, if you know how to take them out, you go from under the car, under the hood, and press them off to pinch them out. So you got to push the plastic, yeah, the so plastic tabs in yeah. to push it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think the biggest mistake I see on on sixty seven restorations is they think the steering wheel is black. And so, you know, they, they sand it and primer it and they and paint, paint it, it black to match the knobs. Nice and shiny black. And it's not. It's a gray it's like a black. Gray. Dark gray. And it matches the turn signal lever assembly. Interior door door opening latches. The poles. It comes it's with a, door poles. Button. Yeah. It's like a 68 design. Mm-hmm. Chrome. Mm-hmm. But if I remember right, I think on those, I think 67 versus 68 door pull from the inside i think the difference might be maybe so many lines and so many ribs on ribs the trim on, the, on i think i think there may be a difference i'm not quite sure now did volkswagen switch to a lock on the tab instead of the door pulls because people were breaking in from the door pulls did they get rid of the door locks or they always had the door locks after that the vertical door locks inside no i think they always had and maybe the reason why the reason why Okay, let me hit check back what I said earlier in our broadcast here. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dean. Maybe the mushroom was the early one, and mm-hmm. when they found out people were stealing the car, they, they went put to the smooth straight. so they could pull them up. So that could be. Uh, not, I'm not quite sure. I can't that. remember for sure. To me, if I, I see a '67 sure. with a mushroom, I'm think I'm calling BS. I hate them. 
Yeah. You think they're straight? Yeah, absolutely. And now there's different length ones too. And, and it, it, so thinking about it from a manufacturer standpoint, they put a straight one. People complain they can't pull the knob up. I, so they put a tab I on agree. it. I agree. I think okay. that makes put sense. Because if you look at the early, like the early, the, the mid 60s GMs, they were straight shafts. And then maybe GM went the other way. No, because my Riviera had straight shafts on it too. So it could be, it could be, because I'm thinking like, how does this tie into consumer? Because this consumer pushes a lot of this stuff, right? So we had two speed wiper. We're talking about under the hood, the dash, the spare, nothing different about the spare, nothing different about. Yeah. Any no. specific stickers to 67 only? Well, uh, the 12 volt, sticker. 12 volt sticker on the driver's side only mm -hmm. on the door on the door jam. Right. As you open the door, it says 12 volt. It identifies, hey, it's a 12 volt car, 67 and 60. It had them too, but there's also a difference. I think the way the way the arrow was pointing 12 volt, maybe a different design or the way it was made. I, I can't remember for sure, but that's the first year they put 12 volt, obviously 67 on the door jam, driver's hmm. side only. Okay. So, touching back on the interior. So, let, let's talk a little bit about interior on 67s. How many 67s came with black interior? I think the vast majority of them. Did, did, did VW at that time start cutting back on the color options or just... Well, well here, here's, here's, here's another one. So, 67, if you had a Savannah Beige, 67. Mm -hmm. The seats would have been what they call it a... Uh, uh, the basket weave interior would have been like a brown because it was beige on the interior mm -hmm. or they could have been black. Same thing for the running board. Most running board would have been a brown running board if you have Savannah beige with a fender beating. It would have been like a light brown because I just finished a car like that. Because I've never, I've never run across a car that had color matched running boards or like in, and when I say that, I'm just talking about stuff that I, I found in the desert. And I don't know, was it a standard thing on a deluxe? Like if it was a specific color, it had color match running boards? Yeah, I think it yeah, was. I think so thing. too. Yeah, I think so. Because, you know, like even this, the red, the red 64, 65, 66, you know, 67, they would be the, uh, uh, they call it uh, the red, I'm trying to remember. Ruby red. Called. Ruby red would have mm -hmm. red running board and red fender beating. Bahama blue would have like a greenish color and same thing with the running board. See. Zenith blue. Yes. yes. So all those three different colors. Three, Did four you bring colors. up a '66 color in the '67 podcast? '66. '66. I don't. I, that's what I mean. A '66 color in a '66. You know, all right. So I screwed up. Now you screwed up. Now and we're some had pop out. Some didn't have pop out. Last October, uh, I was at a swap meet in uh, Texas, and a guy had a, in the swap meet a, a pretty solid original Zenith blue '67, and it had never been touched. It, need, it was neat of everything, but it was. It had the Blue running boards. Blue running board. It had the blue fender, fender, fender beading. beading. Yep. And that's such a cool, cool look too. So who uh, who owns the most perfect '67 unrestored that you've seen? What about your convertible when you got yellow convertible? Nah. You have? Is your convertible unrestored? No, it's what? been repainted. It's it was it, other than repaint. It's the the exterior was repainted in the '70s, and then Buddy repainted the front fenders. Yeah. The top, the headliner, the the door panels, the rear seat, the rear carpeting are original. So on a on a '67 top, convertible top, is the fabric nice and tight, no lumps, no anything? Oh, I, you can see definitions, but not where you could get the outline of the wood bows. Mm -hmm. um, 
but the, they're, to me, uh, the original top on the, the way you tell an original vinyl top is there is a, a pressing, if you will, when they made the vinyl top, there's a uh, definition on the right side of the wall, right along the seam, right above the windows, there's a, a horizontal line that's pressed in, heat, heat pressed in. It's like a heat Second press again. line. Yeah. Does and it look like faux stitching? Or it's just no, a line. It's a it's a horizontal line that runs just above the the, the windows, top of the windows, hmm. and that's the way mine is. Well, that's a Chuck Coley deal, and I showed him pictures. He said, "Yep, that's an original deal." So, did we get everything under the hood? Uh, We've got the under the car, the hood of the car. What about the vent window latch on the inside? Well, I the vent window latch has got the, the big the big round knob. No, that's sixty eight. 68 is round knob. So what Plastic, is... You, you, you flip over on a 68 to open it, and you push it back, and you flip it back to lock it. But 67 was still like a 66, if I remember right. right. It right. was a blade, like Correct. a like a blade. But what's yeah. different about it? Yeah. No, I think it's about the same. 66, maybe 64. So the vent had a window. Blue push button mm-hmm. that you push to open it, and, I think and the, then you deleted that. Finish, the earlier ones were the finishing of the post mm-hmm. and the... F- the vent wing frame were chromed and then later on somewhere in 65 66 67 ish somewhere in that period they went to that aluminized looking yeah now let's get a deep water the push button the round push button door handle (laughs) well six my 66 had push button so I think I had a late 66. I, I had I had one, yeah. I had a little tiny push button. I'm talking about round push What's the like first 67. year they did the round push button? In 66 it started. Yeah, right, late 66 and 67 only, two years only. Now, but there's different push buttons. Yep, there is. How many different? I don't know, but the backside, the actual. Because those are stamped as well. It's a stamped stainless. It's not yes, a cast door handle but anymore. But the mechanism, the actual meat and potatoes of the backside right. are different on 66. So if you got a 60, 67 and you're trying to restore it, you could accidentally grab a 66 door handle, trying to connect it to a 67 mechanism, and it's not working. That's it's correct. not functioning the, inside, the, right. the way it works on the inside it's is different. different. All right, my yep. head hurts. Do we have a, <laughs> do we have a, a part number? Is there I'm a sure way? There is. But is there a way you can designate it by looking at it? Not. I mean, if you know, if you have a known one in your hand, then mm-hmm. you can do it. But yeah, I couldn't tell you. Offhand. So it would be hard to tell. You have to take it apart and look at. Now, it. when you guys are restoring them, what's the most common? Like for my brother George owns the wagon. His biggest pet peeve is people never put behind the door panel the plastic liner to keep the door panel from getting wet. There's water to come in from the Correct. window scraper to, to... Besides that, are there any other foam pieces or things to that extent that... Yes. So the pull handle mm-hmm. to open the door, there's a foam piece that goes kind of a box piece behind that it. surrounds that. And what that does is it keeps pressure on the... Um, door panel? The door panel. Because you've got a you've got a cut opening there, and that foam keeps that all tight. So there is a and West Coast metric. Like uh, I used to install customer. stereos, and our first rule was if it's in the way, rip it out. And so that that's what we did in the stereo world. <laughs> so and, we, <laughs> and the same for the for the for the door opening window the spring long rod. You got to put the pad behind. That's right. It, it's rattle. It that's right. If you don't put on, it on where. Which part? The 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 actual door rod yeah, that connects the latch to the mechanism. Like a felt piece that goes behind. It's supposed yes. to be glued, and that's for anti-rattle. Otherwise, it'll be a rattle like crazy. And that's almost like a jute material. Yeah. 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 So that's a, an often overlooked piece. Yes. Yeah. And window crank spring. A lot of people don't put them on because they don't want to. 
have to push if you buy yourself. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so the, I, I'm that guy. I'm the guy like this. I have a box of those springs because those stupid springs annoy the living crap out of me, Frenchie. Yeah. Yeah. Help me, help me okay. use the spring properly. Okay. You put this, the spring, the way it goes, is the skinny okay, first, part goes down and the flare part goes... See, there's my problem. I keep putting it conical, pointed small part no, out. No, because if you, you do know, that... It's you know what kind of fighting I'm doing in the garage? Two times I tried, then it goes over the shoulder. So you, you, you put it on there, and what you do, you push it on there. The first thing you got to do is you got to make sure that the little pin you're going to put on the door handle or the window crank is going to fit through the holes all the way through from your actual... Uh, uh, mechanism on the back side it's uh -huh. got little openings have to make sure it's going to the back so we have to do that first because you get frustrated if it doesn't fit you're going to hammer with a punch until it fits okay and the other thing is <laughs> where is positioning the the window winders what is the factory position on window winders it's i would say it points to the corner of the door panel so on the driver's side it would be at the two o'clock position yes. so we're saying two o'clock ten o'clock ten right. and mm -hmm. two right right if you look at the owner's manual that comes with a car. That's it. That's what I look at. That tells because me right there. Because that's the most comfortable and you have yeah, the Yeah, it doesn't most, hit your knee. And it yeah. and it gives you the most leverage at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And that's nice. another thing I see door handles all over the it place. It makes you crazy. You're so like, you roll the windows up. And so when the window's down, where's what position is the door handle? No you idea. don't care. I don't care. When it's up, it should be <laughs> yeah, pointed towards the corner right. of the door panel. That's it. That's gotcha. it. should be always straight down when it's all the way down. It should be straight. If you straight if you clocked it there, yep. how it many rotations down. in a '67? Uh, okay, hang on here. Uh, well, that's but that's no, the, probably, those are window, improvements. But those are improvements. Is, uh, Twelve or thirteen turns, I think, on the split. But on, on the '66, '67, I think you had about seven, maybe seven or eight, I think. And regulators are date coded. Correct. Yeah. Right we should be in the same date range we discussed earlier, 8 to 66 to 767. Yeah. Yep. Now, there's one thing I didn't see us touch bases on. Oh, I got a couple more. I'm going to finish yet. Oh, no. Are, you're, are you still in the interior? Um, let me see here. On interior. Hold on. Then let me, then let me kick this one off. The, the, uh, I'm looking here at this article that's written by my friend Dean several years ago. That was 85? No, this is 89. 89. I'm just Eight. testing you. The, but the rear suspension. Oh, the Z-Bar. The Z-Bar. Okay. I did a podcast recently with the guy from Atomworks who makes the suspension parts. And the common misconception, he said, is people believe that that should act as, as anti-sway bar. Mm -mm. So, and then we discussed that. What was the purpose for that bar? Was Ralph Nader the purpose of that bar? No, no. <laughs> But that was the, the name of that bar. The, the statement here, it says, is auxiliary rear spring added. My impression on it is it's a way of, of the spring rate in the rear torsion bars. Mm -hmm. That it was a way of softening the, the travel in the lower reeds when you don't have somebody in the back seat and you don't have the weight, that it's a better ride. But yet, when you're either more aggressive driving or hit something hard, or you've got the back end all loaded up with crap or bodies, um, that that Z-bar kicks in and it increases the spring rate. It's almost like an leaf when you overload the car, you're yeah. saying? Yeah. And then that's, when it's unloaded, thing, it's, it's working in the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with sway. No. And yeah. factory armrest on the driver's side? Both sides. Both sides. Um, driver, yeah, both sides. Yeah, and the, the big thing I have a boogaboo with TMI 
is the fact that when you buy door panels for a 67, every deluxe I've ever seen without fail, door pocket, drivers only. But yet, when you buy door panels from them, it's either both with or both without. And if you want to do an accurate 67, you've got to buy two sets of door panels. And then go to the swap meet with the ones that are left And over. I just said, this yep. is ridiculous. Yep. But who, for cost, who makes the best replacement OEM style? Oh, interior? TMI. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think with the heat seam welded process. Yeah, they're the, the only the, ones. That, you know, the MP really ones. Yeah. Yeah, Right. TMI on my car. All, my, all the cars I've done last five restoration, all TMI. And they're pretty good no quality. And the seat covers yeah. and just everything. Yeah, but no problem there. The, the, to me, the other thing is the 67 upholstery. So we talked about the 67 seats are earlys and late, but the actual pattern of the heat seams is that the heat, uh, 66, the heat seams come up to a certain point and then there's a flat. horizontal yeah. line. About the top eight inches of the seat has a straight piece of yeah, fabric it's in it. Yeah, a flat with no seam No on texture. It. 67 they come up and they stop and then the the top just continues on with the basket weave all the way up to the and then the seam the horizontal seam is in the back of it and it's a nine it's from that seam to the beginning of it's nine inches and there again they don't make that or they might now so you're saying the heat press seam goes midway up the back no it's a horizontal seam across oh horizontal seam on the backrest yep on a 67 yep so a 67 C. Does, does TMI make them correctly? For a long time they didn't. Because I bought an no, no, I, I bought an original 60. We were talking. I was talking French earlier with a 66, and it had that panel across the top. And I knew that nobody else made something similar to yeah. that. And the aftermarket and stuff wasn't anything like I it. I think the 60. There's for a long time. If you bought a, a seat set of seat covers for a 67, um, you the 66 67 it was one hard mm-hmm. number, and it shouldn't be. All right. Franchi, did you come up with the last couple of things you were thinking of? Oh, there's a few more, yes. So Go ahead. Under the front hood, uh-huh. there was a piece of a aluminum tab, which I donated to Dean for his latest yes. project. And you felt tab, bad for him because he overlooked it and you thought, no, let no, me help no, you. No, I want him to have it because that's, for 67, you got to have it. So that, what that piece does, it holds the actual vacuum or hose that goes from the uh, reservoir for the windshield washer bottle, mm-hmm. goes towards the passenger side. Between the fuel tank and it goes all the way to the windshield washer for the push, push button, button for the air pressure to go through so that aluminum tab was to be put under the bolt from the fuel tank the bottom part and lap the passengers that and it folds the aluminum folds the hose over to keep the hose from flopping around with the air pressure area. Except on Daryl Vatone's car. That's correct, because <laughs> you want to keep the way out so it can go that faster to le- less go. weight. That's got to go. Less weight. What else you got? Under the rear suspension, mm-hmm. under the Z-bar. And I have these two pieces that I think I want to give this to Dean because I'm not quite sure if, if Daryl had them on his car, but this is an original piece for 67 only. Mm-hmm. And what it is, it's a small hook that sits on the edge of the spring plate on the inside. And what that does, it holds your cable, emergency brake cable, yeah. into that hook from doesn't vibrate. So it's a yeah, I don't factory... But I've got them for you, Dean. I'll ship okay. them to you because you got to have them for that car. Yeah, it's inside baseball there, boy. So we got to have that one there. <laughs> so anything else that you could think of? I mean, we've really covered a lot. We've covered yeah. a lot uh, in this last conversation. The antenna was on the driver's side. You know, like a 66. And, and, and VWs came in the U.S. with factory radios. And then there was two positions. Correct. So is a two-post, a single-post? Which one is it? It's, it's the single base, two holes. It goes in an angle. Mm-hmm. 
And then, well, the one on the driver's side on the pillar, windshield pillar area there, they would come from the factory just with the chrome and the metal, now, just hold, as the plugs, just a plug. So they came from the factory with the radios? Because I used plug. to do dealership work in the early 80s, or late 80s, early 90s, and we would go to the dealership, we'd pick up the car, we'd buy the, we'd get the factory radio stuff, and the dealer would sell themselves the radio to mark the car up more, or yes, whatever the case was. It, yeah. So is there a possibility that the dealers added radios oh, to the cars? I, absolutely. So there's really no correct way the antenna could be, because it was whatever Larry, the antenna guy, well, decided talking, to drill it that day. Are we the 67, 68 style antenna, or the ones that went on the quarter panel on the passenger side of the driver's oh, side? Oh, 67, that's right. 67 that's a, is the, the one that's on the post only. coming out of the but post. I've seen them correct. both ways. You've seen it capped off with the rubber cap yep. Yep. and, and the side mount. And the oh, yeah. Piece. That's factory. Yep. I've seen it's tons factory. of them that way. So I yeah. think the dealers had a stack of the early antennas and they just drew, they even though template. that hole was yeah. there. That's Larry, you can't sell those antennas till you get rid of the old ones. Yeah, and it's a pain <laughs> in the, you know what, because you, you got the hinge there yeah. and you're the trying to just get right in to there find and, it. and yes. do that. Where the one of these drill the two Hey, holes you're talking and, to a stereo installer. If it got hard, we went, we found another route. <laughs> I got a template that came with a radio kit that you would put with a little dotted line. Yeah. You lined up this on the, on the body seam at the door and then whatever it lands, that's where you punch those two holes or the single hole then you drill with your hole saw to install your antenna that came in the kit the Volkswagen the Volkswagen uh, nice. uh, radio kit you know the thing on the radios too is I think the Sapphire 5 is the most common radio but if it was a European delivery it could have could you get a, a short wave like a blow punk it whatever have a blow punk in line. I'm sure a lot, lot of the European ones had different radios because the frequencies are different so who do you got? So we asked about who's got the most, the nicest unrestored. Who's got, who's got, well, who's got um, the most completely restored yeah, 67? I, the one Jim the Jewish had, the convertible had, the green convertible That one was pretty good, pretty although. Well, we're talking about sedans. I'm just sticking with sedans. Oh, sedans, okay. He, uh, Bell, I think that Officer Bell, I think, owned those two cars. That was a, a Zenith Blue Sunroof. He did a hell of a job. That was probably the nicest one. Put it was over-restored, but it was really good. Many years ago, too, of course. What's the most unique color combination for 67? The Fontana. Gray. You rarely ever see yeah, that one. It's a rare I, color, yeah. Never Fontana gray. What would the interior color have been? Been a black, you think? Yeah, it would be a, be a black. I would vote I would for black on yeah, that. Yeah, I think so. It's too. in the brochure, but you just man. But black yeah. is so yawn. Could you, could you, could you in '67 go custom order your own interior, all that? Or at that point, VW was like, "Listen, we've got no, other this, models. Yeah, no, you this don't. is you our loss leader. Is. This is yeah. the way it is." Then, then yes, it would. You had no choice. Hmm. But later, like '68, '69, '70, whatever, you could maybe order through the region, Volkswagen mm -hmm. region, because hey, I like the interior this color. I'm this color. Oh, hey, I want an air conditioning in my car now. Okay, even so, I've seen AC units in a 65, 66, but keep in mind, they're 6 volt. So how did AC work? So another thing that system? I saw is in the later parts of, of uh, sales of the 67 mm -hmm. is when the 68 was introduced, they still had X amount of uh, cars on the lot or were at storage, whatever. Some people really liked the high back seats. Oh no! And so there were dealers, and I know this for I've talked to enough people that that had they would buy a brand new '67 Bug from the dealership, and it would have high back seats in it. Are you kidding me? Those exist. Yep. 
Oh, wow. But they're dealer installed, not factory that's, installed. That's my read on it. Because there's, I, I remember working for car dealerships and they would do a lot of funky stuff because the car dealerships just did whatever. And if it was a hot, hot thing, they'd do whatever they wanted. Because the 67 I have has air conditioning in it. It's got an air conditioning under dash air conditioning cool. stuff. And, no, and I, and I don't know name? what it is, but I'll, I'll show you guys a picture of it. After is it the painted body colors? No. It's supposed to be. It's it's. I'll show you. It's probably an aftermarket, yeah. but it's a, it was a Vegas they used car. Painted the color of the dash. You know, yeah, the they, look, they look good when they do yeah, that. Yeah, they sure did. But the compressor was a joke. It's a York yeah, compressor. Yeah. It weighed almost half the size of the engine. Yeah. Those things were crazy. I mean, just like what they have in the V8. Same style York air compressor they put in those things. And a little bug, you know, that was a lot. Now, do the do the brakes? They change the brakes at all? Brakes bigger than sixty-seven. Uh, no, the axles were 67, longer axles. Longer axles. Versus 66. Mm -hmm. The drums were unique to 67, mm -hmm. which had a star design on the rear, on the drum, on the outside, like a right. star shape. Mm -hmm. They had that. Uh, of course, the 67, while well, 67 was the same on the front as the 66, which was the Allen bolt instead of a double nut on a link pin. So 66, 67 ball joint, they came out with that. Uh, different oh on the on the design. holding the drum on yeah yeah um, 67 now um, I know this is a cosmetic thing that just just struck me so on the front turn signal lenses mm -hmm. a, a six when they came from the factory they had a was that s I think it's an sae number sae, SAE 66. 66 and those were the when you got a brand new 67, they had a 66 code on them. Yeah. Hella. It's a hella And lens. people thought that's the year of the car. Like, no. people so they got the wrong lenses. It's that. wrong. It should right, be 67. Right. But, but that, no. And so, the and then all the aftermarket, all the replacement ones, that code changed to uh, 68? Um, yeah, and it was a different design lens, yeah, too. But, totally but, different. But yes. the, a true yeah. hardcore original 67 turn signal lens yeah, has 66, 66 number on. yeah correct and they are really hard to find oh boy and i and again when you go to junkyard you go to swap meet believe me anything that's under the box under the table that the guy doesn't put on top that's where i look and most of the time that's where you find all the treasures and the rear tail light lenses they have a specific code too and i can't too. think of it off in hand yeah. um yeah. but they have a, a, a specific one for that too and of course they're made in western germany which Right. Some of them are smooth, but you got to see West, Western Germany, that's an original German. No. Now, uh, that windshield that I have, thanks to you, that's a 66 date code. Okay. Because, Francie, on Daryl's car, car. Daryl's car in 77, they replaced the windshield and put a, a, a one from Mexicali in there. And, uh, and so when all the rest of the glass is original, and uh, Francie just happened to have a windshield uh, volkswagen logo windshield That's weird i believe he's part Germany. of you know they got the barn door mafia the bay window yep. mafia everything i think i think i know who the don <laughs> is of the 67 mafia yeah, he's hoarding yeah. he's collecting we got to watch this guy you know, he donated it to the but you know that's car. what that's the weird part like he's the controller but he's willing to forget about it <laughs> take the windshield it's, forget it's, about it because we'll, it's for we'll a good it. cause daryl right. is up there he, he tech he in my ear, one day I was sleeping, he says, I need a windshield, I need a windshield. <laughs> so he stayed with me, and I said, Dean, I got a message. I got to give it to you. Well, so. I tell you guys, I love it. I learned a ton tonight. I got – actually, this is what I think is going to happen. People are going to listen to this podcast, 
and we're going to see the price of 67 <laughs> spike because everyone's going to run out. It is the affordable Zwitter. And if you, wanna, if you want the heartache of building a Zwitter on the budget of a big window, go find you a 67. So I think that if you're going to do a 67, the first thing you have to do is find out when it was built. You know, and it, that's going to answer a lot of oh, questions. Big time. For the and parts then, you're going to put on, correct. And then you need to get a copy of J.T. Garwood's book, Volume 2, if you can find one. And that's really good on telling you when the changes were made on a 67. What's J.T. Garwood's book called? Uh, oh, yeah. You the, like that the that car one. It's of cool. the yeah, it's cool. I think The Car of the Century, and it's Volume 2. Yeah, it's a cool book. Don't and if you, you they're big, thick books. He used to do them in typewriter years ago and sell them in Hot VWs. But if you I can, bet someone's buying one right now. And if you can get your hands on one of those, they're yeah, gold. But that is, if you there is such thing as a, a, a Bible for assembly and six, uh, bugs, that book is the best. Because it will say, when did the overriders change? I love it. And when did they do the wiring change? And that will, and by and, yeah. knowing your birth certificate, if it's an early, if it's an October or whatever it is, and between those two things, you'll have a, a lion's <laughs> share of, a, of information. Now, here's another tough piece to find, not only for 67, or even 66, maybe 65, I can't recall for sure, but the, the hardest thing to find, and I asked Tony Moore from Wolfsburg West if he could reproduce those, but if there's enough demand, he probably would. Uh, and I just remember something else. I just forgot about 67. Anyway, on the do driver door and passenger door, there is a small white plastic yeah. plug. And what that, that plug is for, you Where remove that. Where does the that. plug go? It's right above the door the door mechanism when you mm -hmm. open the door is to oil the yeah, mechanism them. does he make them he now makes them. oh good because i does mentioned now. two years ago so it's when you open the door it's above the latch yes. correct yeah and i have it on my 66 yeah. here and when you pull it out it's very hard with your fingers you almost have to use a pair of pliers but you have to be careful because you can break it and you put oil in there to to go down runs down mechanism. to your latch and then you put the plug back in so when i used to go to junkyard that'd be the first thing i would catch i would go look for and i would try to save them but guess what with the heat it would shatter. Yeah, it would bro. break. Well, I was about to say, didn't I just teach you that when we work on stuff like us guys that are not that are professional semi pros, we pull it out and throw it out so I don't have to put it back. You don't need it. Yeah, and you roll the hole up. You don't need the hole anymore. We take that. Yeah. It's in the trash can with yeah. the door liner, yeah. like the door the door and panel here, liner. Here's one of the rarest piece to find on the '67. Yeah. Mostly that I remember '66 maybe '65. Your your spare tire jack. Okay, some were painted a different blue. You know, the base of it. Right. So there's different style car jacks. But the one thing you got to have, which I do have, and I had Tony, I said something to Tony more, I had a whole bunch of them made. It's like a little strap that holds where you put your bar through right. to, to raise the car up. There's a little rubber eyelet that goes from that piece and it latches over, which doesn't rattle when it's under the oh. hood. Yeah. So I had an original oh, one. I'll have to give you one, Dean. But the Godfather just I, told I me he'd give Richard you one. I had Richard over at Wolfsburg West. When I, like I showed it. it to him, and he says, make me some. So I made a whole bunch, and I sold them to Wolfsburg West because people are restoring a car. Oh, I love one. it. And you know what? The, re the reason why I know is because I went to a junkyard about 30 years ago, 35 years ago, right here on Lambert and Woodier, and I went to the junkyard, and I saw Lane inside the... Uh, Spare tire, tire area. Well. It was original Continental tire, and I saw that little test. Says, I knew what it was for. Says I'm taking that baby, 
and I saved it all these years. Did you really? And I used that as a sample to remake them. Speaking of doors, uh huh. So Dan Lawson told me there's early and late door hinges for '67. Really? Yeah. And they take they have a plug on some of them. There's a top plug that fits in there, but some of them don't have it. So there's early and late '67 doors too. Good grief! So you could weld a hole. Nobody knows the difference. Well. We got, we, you know, we've, I think we've given everybody enough stuff to go out and hunt for a 67. And I want to put this out there for people to find the most correct original 67. 67. And the 67 mm-hmm. outside driver mirror mm-hmm. is a pair. They call it a pair size style to where 66 was a rounded outside so, side view mirror. Maybe somewhere it might have been pair on 66, maybe 66. Late 66 had a pair. 66, 67. But earlier, 66, 65, 64 were round. And 67 was a pair, they call them. So the er- – I can't read that. This is the car of the century. Yeah, that's it. Volume that's it. 2. That's it. That's what you want. But the um, the early 66s, that 67s that I've had, the real early ones, probably like Daryl's, yeah. came with a round mirror, and then they switched. And it, they, oh, the yeah. pair. They then the, the pair, then they came, the pair, pair came in later on. Because I've seen real early 66s. And it'll have the round mirror, and some people will question. I go, no, because I had the, uh, a green one, a, a Java green one. Yeah. Uh, it was a real low uh, number one, and it had a round mirror. And, and also on the door, and I just remember, so when you open the driver door, passenger door, which I do have on my car, I had a hard time finding them, but they're out there. Once you know what it is, you better start grabbing them right now. You open the door latch mm-hmm. on the door itself. Above the door latch, there's a little bracket that mounts. You take the Phillips screw out, the little bracket, you mount it there, and it's it wedges as you close the door. It keeps it from going up and down after you shut the door. It locks it in. It keeps it from and rattling. I on my 66. I found some. And I found another pair I put on my 64. But I've never seen it before. I had never seen it before. Well, so I got those on, on my 66. Okay, I think we're drowning people. So <laughs> Well, listen, I, no, I love it. I, I love the detail that we got in the 67. I think I think the 67 is the new Zwitter. I think it's the Zwitter for the late model guys. And I, you know, I'm hoping this has inspired a lot of people to really give a second look at a 67 when you see it out there. Yep. And, uh, and the challenge to try to get those cars dialed in. I, listen. I can't thank you guys enough for coming on the podcast. Well, we'll be back tomorrow for a few more hours. Listen, I'm re- I listen. I'm <laughs> you know, I mean, but also 67, Dean, Dean, did 67, did they have uh, pop-out windows? Sure. It was an option if you want them yeah, or sure. solid. Yeah. What about the ashtray, right, rear ashtray on the 67? Every Everyone I've ever had had an ashtray in the rear. Everyone. Yeah. Even the kids smoked back then. Yeah, that's how it was in Daryl's case, it was used yeah. for alternative. And, and 67 right. did not have a battery cover metal. Only six six volts had the battery cover metal. Right. Oh really? Because it took the strap away on a six six volt. Right. 66 was a wider battery, mm-hmm. and therefore on the back side of the battery there was a stud that came out of part for of the, the battery pan, tie down. and you would tie down to hold it down, and it had two little notches on the battery which matched the brackets. So you hold it down with a 13 millimeter nut and the washer keep from moving around guys we okay, learned guys, a lot i think we better we better go home. we learned well we learned There's a lot i want you guys to know this in the past hour and 45 minutes we have shut this place down we are the last ones inside the grand national roger show and as you could hear it's quiet enough to hear a pin drop but i want you guys to know tonight when we leave all those guys that have left this earth tonight 
We'll be in this in this room later tonight, checking out all the yeah, cars. Yeah, good idea. I like that. That's a good so thing. I can't thank you guys enough for coming on. I love this hobby. Yeah. I love the friendship it creates, and uh, I really appreciate you guys for coming on. Hey, thanks, Bill, for having yeah, my uh, my pleasure, tonight. Bill. You got it, guys. We're ready for your next podcast. Whenever you're ready for the next topic. That's it, guys. From Sixty-eight on after this. I love it. I love it. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll do it again. All right. Thank you very much. If you like that podcast, make sure you guys support us by going to letstalkdubs.com, pick up some merch to support your boy. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. We've got lots more good podcasts to come out, guys. Don't forget to share the podcast. Also, a couple shout-outs. Volk Stroke says, get some. Get your VW fixed. Thanks, Bill, from your favorite big power YouTube channel, Volk Stroke. So go check out David's channel at Volk Stroke on YouTube. Also, share the podcast with a friend. We love when you share the podcast with a friend. Until next week, guys. Later.